like I never did a load of laundry. I never like made the bed. I never, you know, like there's thing, there are things that my partner contributed to in keeping the house. And I was going out and working seven days a week and had all of my businesses going and, and it actually worked for us. Like, and I, I loved to like gift him things and pay for trips and things like that. And I was so grateful that I didn't have to worry about the things that were at home. Like I did a lot of the cooking, but like he did the grocery shopping. Right. So it just was this, like this ebb and flow. And to me, that's the real contribution relationship, but I wouldn't have had the ease with it if I had been determined to hold on to those traditional gender roles of like relationship dynamics. And I see it. I mean, I think it's, it's up for a lot of people these days. And, and I will say that that's one of the biggest things I've learned in relationships is like, you, you got to question all the traditions because sometimes they don't work. Hello, 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 everybody out there in listening podcast land. I'm your friend, Mr. Christopher Hughes, and I'm here joined by three other delightful hosts and extrapolators for the Relationship Done in Different podcast. We're joined today by Miss Justine McKell. Say hello, Justine. Hola, everybody. And the delightful uh, Miss Melanie Mead. Hello. And Miss Paula Peralta. Hi, everyone. So if this is, if you're a virgin, if you're a newbie, just joining us for the first time for the Relationship Done Different podcast, we get together in groups and one-on-one to talk about different issues and topics in the realm of relationship. And today, drum roll, we're talking about whose money is it? Now, for any of you out there who are in a relationship and that age-old issue of money comes up, there's always the discussion of whose money is it? Do we have a joint account? Who pays for what? Do we split the bills evenly? But wait, I make more money than him. Why do I have to pay for everything? So many different ways to look at it, so many different ways to negotiate this and create it. I know in my relationship, it's relatively complicated because we have our life together we have multiple different business entities together and the contribution side of who's contributing what is so different necessarily than where the most money is earned so i i'm gonna throw some questions out to our panel here and I'd love to hear some of the different different points of view on this topic. And I know Justine McKell, you uh, have a relationship with your husband where there may have been different phases at different times where income has not necessarily been the same. So what has your journey been with money in relationships? Oh gosh, have we got a few hours? Um... <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's interesting because my income is kind of stable, whereas he is a builder, so he'll get money towards the end of a project. So I think growing up with parents, you adopt their points of view along the way as well. I think when I first met him, I I, I didn't have an expectation if I go on a date with someone, I'm old-fashioned, that a, a man should pay for the dinner or the date 
And, and I even said to him lately, when you once said, well, let's split the bill, I was nearly going to end the, the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, come on, you can just, you know, pay for someone. It shouldn't be. But then I think probably for him, he was trying not, he was trying to be politically correct, like not offend me at the same way. So uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think, I've just had to roll with it a bit more. I definitely had a certain charge and, and points of view over it over the years. But I remember listening to Simone and Brendan's conversation, who are the founders of Relationship Done Different and the authors of Relationship, Are You Sure You Want One? And I think at one point, and you guys might have to jump in on this story, but Simone added up all the expenses that Brendan that she'd paid for Brendan, like his flights, maybe his son, and said, look, you've got to help me out or something like this. And she's like, and he, she had a very big charge on it. And he said something and diffused the whole situation. He's like, well, what's mine is yours. Like, and that conversation contributed to me a lot because I was like, yeah, I am so grateful for what he does in other ways that aren't necessarily bringing in the money at certain times, like, the cooking, the looking after the kids, the tech, like I couldn't, I couldn't get through my life without him. And it's taken me probably seven years to be this grateful for him. Um, but over the years, like I was doing the full girl thing, like being a bitch about it. And I think it's just, you've got to look at how, what they're contributing in other ways to you, not just money. Cause a contribution can be anything from being a great lover to, cooking to cleaning to looking after your car to paying your bills yeah there's so many different other things yeah okay I, so uh, you go ahead Paula well I think that's the that's the so much of kind of a I'm gonna say old school mentality of like traditional gender roles of the man he goes out and he like brings home the bacon and the woman fries it up in the pan and like serves it to the family right so i think when you start to even question that and that's really the whole thing about relationship done different is that it's different so that paradigm of the man always pays or um whatever it is like insert whatever traditional cultural tradition there it's like actually asking those questions of does this work for me does is this actually the relationship that that I want to create. And in some cases, the answer is yes. Like sometimes it is, you know, the man being the, the breadwinner, quote unquote. And um, sometimes it's not. And what I definitely as like a strong independent woman who like has her own money, like I had to go through those conversations myself in dating as well, because the reality is for the most, there are few men that make that are generating the same amount of rev revenue, like dollar for dollar as me. And so I've had to really look at like, what does contribution look like in a relationship? Is it always um, a financial thing? Is it like I put in $50, you put in $50 or like, you know, if, if we're going on a trip, it's always 50, 50. I have, I really had the opportunity in my, um, my, one of my first long-term relationships to look at, like, I never did a load of laundry. I never like made the bed. I never, you know, like there's thing, there are things that my partner contributed to in keeping the house. And I was going out and working seven days a week and had all my businesses going and, and it actually worked for us. 
like, and I, I loved to like gift him things and pay for trips and things like that. And I was so grateful that I didn't have to worry about the things that were at home. Like I did a lot of the cooking, but like he did the grocery shopping. Right. So it just was this, like this ebb and flow. And to me, that's the real contribution relationship, but I wouldn't have had the ease with it if I had been determined to hold on to those traditional gender roles of like relationship dynamics. And I see it. I mean, I think it's, it's up for a lot of people these days. And, and I will say that that's one of the biggest things I've learned in relationships is like, you, you got to question all the traditions because sometimes they don't work. (laughs) But we're not even taught to do that. Like I grew up wanting the perfect relationship and was influenced by my parents on how things should be like, you know, you dad brings in the money and your mum stays home so until I came across relationship done different I didn't even question these things what you're talking about and I think that is why these are so amazing I'm so grateful for this podcast to get a different point of view out into the world that you don't have to just like grow up with fairy tales and that's the way it is yeah yeah and and to have that resentment build up that you're earning all the money or whatever but you you really have to look at what is the person contributing to the whole? You know, like in my relationship, I actually like working a whole lot more than my husband does, but my husband contributes so much to so many aspects of our life. And it's not even like, oh yeah, well, to compensate, he does this. No, no, no. It's it's what he chooses to do but also the energy that is that puts a different wind in our sails and lets us go further faster. What about you, Melanie? What have you, what have you, what's your journey with this been? I'm so glad you're talking because I was thinking about, I have a different journey. I um, I did the whole single mother thing. Like I grew up with a conventional working dad, stay-at-home mom. And it's interesting you say that, Justine, too, because even though we're, we're not the conventional mothers, um, we still could have conventional ways of looking at particular ways of living, which includes things like how money comes into the house and things like that. But um, my biggest lesson that I've learned over the years, I, I don't really have stories of relationships with um, partners and money. Like we, I never had a joint bank account. I never did anything like that. But the one thing I did notice between when I was in a relationship with his dad and then when I was a single mother is what's really important is what is it you'd like to create as your life and not to fall into roles out of um, kind of resentment or the fact that a, a role needed to be filled. Um, because I had my son young and I remember his friends would always say, you know, are you coming on holidays or are you coming out with us? And he'd leave me and my son behind. And um, years later, maybe 10 years later, the roles reversed and his friends married. They're actually all house husbands now. They all had really, you know, successful, high profile jobs. They actually ended up marrying extremely successful women. And the minute that they had what they wanted, they were like, oh, no, you know, we're we're responsible grown up men. So like maybe my son's father was choosing for him, but it was that thing of like he was rolling with what was going on at the time rather than looking at what he'd like to create as his life. I can't speak for him now because he's, he is now married with children, but like that, that particular um, time in his life was very much um, kind of doing what he wanted. And then some, in some respects, I did look like I was left holding the baby, but the question always came back is what would I like to create as my life? So when it came down to things like finances and even after our relationship ended and, you know, the, 
I don't know how, like you build your child, basically, you know, like things like maintenance and, you know, my son wants to go here or it, it always came back to what I wanted to create because we never saw eye to eye in things like how a child, like, you know, as a teenager, you need to earn your living or, you know, you need to make like what constituted as money to give to our son for fun and what did he need to work for and we never saw we were never on the same page so the way I would look at it because you get loads of advice from people of you should do this or you should take him to court or you should you know I kind of went what would I like to create as my life and I kept coming back to that um, I'm sure if I sat down and dissected it I might have done a couple of things different but that's the only thing I could do at the time um, in regards to money and since then it's the one question I'll keep coming back to and maybe in the future when I'm in a relationship and that kind of, you know, mortgage and, you know, who works more stuff comes up, I'll, I'll probably have to eat my words and come back to that one again, because I'm sure stuff is going to come up. That'll be second there's, then. There's two things that you said that I would love us to explore next on this. You said being on the same page and seeing eye to eye. Mm. How about that in terms of money and relationship? Because what we've been talking about so far is that whole idea of equality and who's contributing what. But one of the areas of negotiation for Drew and I, which has always been interesting, is I have a very different way of being with money. And let's let's just call a spade a spade. I shop. I'm a shopper. I can spend money. And Drew, in his history and family, they're much more conservative with their money. And then, you know, what's saved and set aside in the bank is, is of greater importance than me and how I live. How have you guys worked with that? Or do you have any advice for people in creating a relationship so that you, there's, for lack of a better word, some harmony in how you use your money? What about you, Justine? Um, I think, yeah, I have an expensive, well, I love my jewelry, as Chris knows. <laughs> I think... James originally, he's never questioned how I spend money or what I do with money. So I, I'm super grateful for that. And um, he's also exposed to these tools. So I guess by having nice things that actually around you, it increases everything in your life. Um, we're also, I feel like us, both of us are going on the same path. Like we want the same things in life. Um, so it hasn't really been too up in our world, even though we've earned different things and at different times. But I feel like we both are desiring to create a greater future for our kids. Um, like we're both also dabbling now in cryptocurrency um, and just looking at like, you know, how can we accelerate things apart from what we're doing on the side? So we're trying to do a combination of like, obviously he's the, he builds houses and real estate and we're, adding value to our house um, here in Chattanooga. And then I'm really playing, well, both of us are playing with the cryptocurrencies. So just looking at like a multiple of things, but I, I'm grateful that he doesn't curb my spending, um, but I also sometimes do pour. And then I'm like, oh, and then I freak out. So I return everything that I just pour. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm grateful for him that he doesn't go stop your spending. I think right. like you, I mean, the piece that you hit on there, Justine, is like that you're actually both like moving towards the same direction of like creation. And I know Mel, you talked about creationship. That is like 
for me, that's it. Like that's when you're talking about money and relationships, it's like, it's not about who has the money, who doesn't have the money. It's like, what can we both contribute to creating the future that we know is possible? Whether it's like, maybe it's, you know, a three month relationship, or maybe it's a, you know, 30 years rocking chairs and sunsets kind of relationship, like, or 50 years, whatever that looks like. It's like the creationship is so much of what makes relationships fun like what can we create like how can we show up what are our strengths and then like what can we create together as we're moving through this thing called life I absolutely love that because I've been in relationships where people are super small-minded and like it is the very much tick a box and it just gets boring like let alone that it's not an invitation to be greater it's just like it's boring (laughs) And I've also had the opposite being with people that had extreme amounts of wealth at a private plane, but that never showed up and was never there for me. Like I know hundred percent, my husband is there for my kids and my children every single day. So I think it is, it's not about the money, right? Which is the topic of this podcast. Yeah. Or whose money is it? Yeah. So. What about you, Melanie? How has that been for you? you when you, you started the conversation of talking about, not necessarily being eye to eye with your with your ex, but is there any other sort of things that you've learned about that along the way? Yeah, I think uh, if you make it about the money, you're screwed. Like I have had relationships and um, I, I distinctly recall ending a relationship after a conversation about how they decided they wanted to earn more money than me. And I remember maybe a few months previous, I was earning, it just happened by chance, it wasn't even a conversation. And I, and I knew that that's not the way I wanted to live my life over a dinner table, um, who was better because they had more money. Um, I think it's, 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 I think it's kind of sad. So I swiftly um, recognized that that wasn't going to be something that was going to work for me. And I love money. I'm very different with it. And I learned that the hard way because I used to think I was really crap with it. <laughs> but um again it comes back to something you talked about too is the contribution that you're willing to be I think sometimes we don't value that enough be the highest earner or the lesser earner um and I I keep bringing it back to myself and if I can't see it it's it's not it's not going to work so you know if I can't see the contribution that I am by having the most money or if I can't see the contribution that I am contributing not monetarily it's just not going to work out. So, I mean, I've dated people with no money and I've dated people with heirs to, um, actually it was jewelry business. Um, you know, and it, it didn't matter at the end of the day, like it didn't matter how much money anyone had. It kind of comes back to what Justine says, do they show up and are you willing to create together? Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Well, this is just like the beginning. There are so many other aspects to, relationship and money and creating together I guess at the end of the day you have to look at are you having fun because mm. money money follows joy you don't get to be happy based on the amount of money you have and I know that for me with being with my husband I do have so much fun with him and our financial reality is always increasing as a result not from serious conversations and, and careful planning, but just from constantly willing to enjoy ourselves more. Yeah. So. And I was just going to add to that, like what I've, when I listen to Simone and Brendan, really adding that kindness in the relationships. And if someone doesn't earn as much as you, because women can be bitches about it. And 
like look at what else they're contributing in your life and really that missing element sometimes we forget to be kind to one another <laughs> so yeah also infusing that a little bit more and and back to gratitude like what are you grateful for yeah and, the other tool I'd love to share with anyone out there listening is you touched on this earlier, Justine, talking about your parents, like, and their sort of roles and things that they did with, with relationship, whether it was money or anything. I remember growing up and my dad was not a very nice man, but he was always really threatened by whenever my mom got a job that was good and started making money. And anytime she got near his income, we had to move to a new city. <laughs> that was his way of, of controlling things. And now the point of, of this, of bringing up this story is what I'd love people to look at is, are you creating your relationship in resistance, like to not have what your parents did? Or are you creating exactly what your parents did? Because either one, you're not actually truly choosing something that works for you. You're either rejecting something or aligning with something to create a reality that's not even yours. Like, what if you stopped and had a look at your relationship and went, does this actually really work for me? Yeah. And as Melanie said, it's not about the money. So if, it, if you weren't making it about the money, are you having a good time? Yeah. Yes. Amen. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think I think that's a wrap then. <laughs> I think so. I feel like Melanie dropped the mic when she said if it's about if you make it about the money, it'll never work. And I was like, okay. Yep. <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people like to tell themselves that they could marry someone rich for money. And for most people, it's just not true. They'd be yeah. so bored so fast, they'd be out of there. Totally, but you think it's going to be the solution to your problems, but it's it's not. Mm. I think I think they call it security or something, is it? Nice, comfortable life. Oh, yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, so security, exactly. How boring. Well, folks, join us next time when we uncover more scintillating topics in the deep and delightful realm of relationships done different. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Yay.